Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Clichés are clichés for a reason, because they do have a lot of truth in them. Take the cliché that the quickest route is always a straight line. One local business trainer and coach believes in this concept so much that he has a coach for every major area of his life to reach his goals faster. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, and I'm very pleased to welcome Tony Dom, CEO and head coach at Excellence Performance, a company that provides world-class leadership and personal growth and communication skills training. In today's episode, you'll learn... One thing that most people don't know about Tony, what motivated him to start Excellence Performance, why he believes every business leader needs a coach, how Tony and his team stay on top of a rapidly changing business world, and much, much more. Thank you for stopping by today, as it is my hope you will listen, learn, but most importantly, connect. Tony Dom, CEO and head coach at Excellence Performance. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Hey, thank you for having me today. I'm really excited about this. Well, I'm excited to have you on because as you and I were talking before we got in, before I hit record, is I used to be in the corporate training business way back when. So we're going to have some more stories I'm sure to share. I think it was fascinating just to let our listeners know, uh, you have been voted best business leader by SRQ Mm -hmm. Local. You've won Manatee Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year Award and repeatedly been voted number one business consultant and trainer by the Herald Tribune Reader's Choice Awards. We're going to get into how you do all that because that's uh, that's a pretty great uh, that's some pretty great awards that you got there. But we're not going to get into that before I ask you my favorite question, which is one thing. What's one thing that most people don't know about Tony Dom? Yeah, yeah, you know I. I, I love life and I love playing. And, you know, this business that I'm in is my passion. My other passion is aviation. And so I've done some pretty cool things and I love being able to do things that shouldn't be able to be done, but you find a way. So I think my best story for you is going to be this. I've always known, hey, it's possible to get a military ride, a media ride, but I wanted to fly in something stealth. Well, That just doesn't happen, but just doesn't happen doesn't mean anything to me. And so I put it on my goal board. I'm going to do this. I'm going to accomplish this. And I was doing some speaking engagements for a group in Kansas. And at the end of these engagements over a period of three years, 
the team wanted to do something really special for me. They knew of my love of aviation. And so they came to me and said, listen, one of our team members is the lead flight instructor at Whiteman Air Force Base, where all the B-2 stealth bombers live. Very cool. He said he could get you a clearance to fly the simulator. So I went and flew the B-2 stealth bomber simulator, which is 99.6% accurate to the actual aircraft. I mean, when you land, you fill it in your tush. And I flew that thing for three hours and became the first civilian to ever successfully dock to a KC-135 refueler on my first try. He said most of his pilots that are training to do it for a career can't hit it on the first try because the plane's so slippery. I did it and I got three hours in. I don't have any pictures because it was very classified, but I do have a certificate that says I did it. <laughs> That's cool. That's very cool. Geez, I mean, the one thing most people don't know about me is I had a pet groundhog by me, uh, Oscar. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of ashamed with what my uh, one thing is. That's pretty funny. Oh my goodness. That's very cool. That is very it, it was cool. fun. It was it was it was cool. It was a really neat experience. Well, so you're the CEO and you're the head coach at Excellence Performance. That's an interesting title for a company. And just give our listeners a little bit of background. It's a coaching and training company, and you've shared the stage with some pretty big guys out there. Robert mm -hmm. Kiyosaki, John C. Maxwell, mm -hmm. Dennis Waitley, Mark Victor Hansen. What was it like hanging out with these guys? And, uh, you know, what did you learn? Well, you know, here's one of the things that if you're going to teach, you have to be teachable. So it's always about learning. I mean, one of the things that, that John taught me was that as soon as you quit learning, you immediately start to become irrelevant. And so that really burned into my brain from him to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep learning, keep growing. So with some of these uh, gentlemen, it was just, I opened for him one time, passing the hall. With Mark Victor Hansen, this, this gentleman was in the green room. I come in, and he introduces himself, and I introduced him to let him know, hey, I'm, I'm opening up for you today. We never met before. And he looks at me and says, well, we've got 45 minutes before either of us are on the stage. And he looked at me and says, what would you like to know? And I'm like, okay, here is one of the most prolific authors. Yes that has seen it all, done it all, is in demand. And he's like, how do I serve you for the next 45 minutes? I, I just, it really spoke to me how giving these types of people really are and, and it can be. And I'm just, what an incredible man. Dennis Waitley is my favorite because I actually got to tour with Dennis and we did a multi-state tour. We spent a, a good amount of time together. So Dennis Waitley, he would, he would always tell me, he says, I'm the last of my kind. He says, I, I have buried all of my friends referring to, you know, all of the greats of the sixties and seventies yes. passed away. And Dennis literally, unfortunately is in very poor health right now. He's the last one of the bunch, but he prided himself as like, I outlasted them all. But to be able to sit and have breakfast and have lunch and have coffee with a man of his caliber that has seen what he's seen, done what he's done, and just be able to soak that up like a sponge one of the best gifts uh, I'll ever be given. But it, it really speaks to why I do what I do, because once you're given something, it's not for you to use, it's for you to share. 
G- give us a context then in the consulting and the speaking and the coaching that you've done, because you've been on stage with 10,000 mm-hmm. people in mm-hmm. the audience. You've done it domestically. You've done it internationally. So, so kind of give us the scope of your reach. So I've done a, a lot of different things in my life. I mean, all the way back to when I was a kid, I, 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 it, it's kind of people are like, yeah, no, I get it. I, I grew up a preacher's kid. So when normal children were going to summer camps, I was going to preacher training camps and doing speaking contests. And I won my first speaking scholarship at age 12. So that's kind of where it goes back to from, from there. But then I've applied it in a lot of areas. Uh, I built a very prolific network marketing business with a very reputable direct sales company, built a team of 15,000 internationally. Oh my. And so that took me all over the world literally to every state in the United States multiple times, being able to teach people how to do it right, do it well, provide customer service and make money because you're actually building a business that supplies a, a product that's in demand. And so that was a big part of it. That led to other companies wanting to hire me. That's kind of where I got my notoriety, if you will, got some of my big stage experience. But then businesses started saying, hey, can you help us? Can you help us do this? And that's where some of the other speaking engagements that took me again, all over, all over North America, over to Australia, New Zealand, uh, spent months in those countries, just touring, uh, you know, zoom casts have taken me to many, many other countries. Sure. Uh, but it's, it's, it's all been around, it's all been around the same thing. And that is that I operate off the context of I teach from been there, done that, not, I went and earned a piece of paper that says I know something. And, and that's really why people want to listen to me because I was teaching them how to do something I had accomplished or I had done. And I'm like, let me tell you how to get what I've got, do what I've done, build what I've built. And if you follow the instructions, these instructions didn't come from me. It came from the collection of amazing men and women that have poured into me my whole life. That's cool. That's very cool. I, I, I'm, of course, the listeners can't see my face. I'm kind of laughing a little bit because I half my college career, I did go to a Christian school. And if ever I wanted to get in trouble, I always hang out with the preacher's kids because they, <laughs> right? they, they, wanted to, they wanted to have a little taste of the world, I guess, before they started walking the straight and narrow. And the other interesting thing is I had Tom uh, Lelio on my show several episodes back. I don't can't remember which number it was. He was a he was a youth pastor for a number of years. Now he sells multi million dollar jets right here in the Sarasota area. So you, you yeah. preach your kid, you preach your kids, or uh, you you pretty dynamic and uh, could do a lot of different things. That's that's interesting. Well, you, you learn you learn how to speak, and and for sure, and 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 you learn how to sell. Quite frankly, that's interesting. That's cool. Well, so let's get into excellence performance. Mm-hmm. What motivated you to start it, and then? How do you see your company as it being different from others in this industry? That's a great question. Thank you. Uh, first, how did I get here? I owned a I owned a Kool Aid stand at age twelve in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, out in the country, where my neighbors were soybeans, corn, and cows. And I had a Kool Aid stand at age twelve, and my marketing strategy was sympathy and compassion. When you drove down my street and you were one of the 12 cars that were going to come down this street today and you saw this kid smiling, waving, coming over, you're like, okay, if I don't stop for Kool-Aid, ain't nobody gonna. And I closed, (laughs) I was closing deals for Kool-Aid and that, but, but it sparked something in me and 
I realized that at age 12, when all of my friends were working for $3 an hour bailing hay and just getting wore out, I was making $9 an hour dragging my mom and dad's mower down the road to the neighbors and doing yard work for people. And I was making three times the money to work half as hard. And before I was a teen, I figured out entrepreneurialism is where it's at. And so from that age, I've always been building businesses. And it's funny. It's funny. You mentioned bailing. Hey, I did that as a kid in Ohio as well. And there is, uh, there are fewer things more difficult than bailing hay in July and August in, in, in Southwest Ohio, where I was from, you're from the Northern part. I'm from the Southern part, but, uh, mm-hmm. well, listen, so then give us kind of a little bit of your background, which led you up to the point of starting excellence performance. Okay. So basically what happened is I, after I got out of the military, I became a professional firefighter and I did that for 10 years. And the reason I did that was because every day is a Friday followed by a weekend. I work 24 on 48 off. I did that to give my bride stability benefits why I went and built businesses and took risks and took chances and started learning how to put together businesses. And I built a number of businesses, a window tent shop, a stereo shop, a detailing business, turned into an aviation detailing business. And so it started scaling. And then the dot-com crash of 2000 brought everything tumbling down. Sure and the did. aviation industry just imploded. I mean, just imploded. And so I literally got knocked back to zero had to start over, but I knew business work. And so that's when I looked at direct marketing because I also had a health challenge that I needed to deal with. And I found a, pro- a company that had a product that actually really helped. And so I said, I looked at the commission program. I looked at the structure. I looked at the company. I'm like, I can put my name behind this. I can do this. And the long and the short of it is, is I set all the records, broke, you know, earned all the trophies, for building teams of leaders that built successful businesses. From that, I won the top award in the company, which is an award given to one out of about half a million distributors by the founder of the company. And when I won that award, I'm like, what's next? Because I have ADHD, runs in my family. And so once I hit all my benchmarks, the next thing that comes through my head is, where's my next race? Where's my next challenge? Where's my next mountain to climb? And so... That's what led me to excellence performance. We continued to build in that business, but we made that our part-time business. And I made my full-time business impacting and empowering people to build successful businesses for two reasons. Number one, most people don't want to own a business because it's hard. It's a lot of work. It's very and hard. It's a lot of sacrifice. No excuses. It's tough. A lot of people just want to work jobs. I want to train business owners that are willing to pay the price to be world-class business owners by learning how to provide world-class jobs to the masses. That, in a nutshell, is why I do what I do. I want to take care of the working class by giving them a great place to earn and work and give business owners a reward for providing. So, so, So give us some specifics. When you work with a client, give us a couple scenarios and how you would work with them. I don't know, a class or a seminar or executive retreat. I know that you do all these things. And then I want you to share with us one of your favorite stories of the transformation that you've seen, either in the individual or the company. Fantastic. So there's a lot of ways we do this, but the first thing we do is listen. Because if you're, when I teach communication seminars, the first class 
is how to listen. Because until you really hear the heart and know the heart of the person you're serving, you're just guessing. So I go into the company and I find out what's working, what's not working, and what need what their objectives, agendas, and goals are. And once I have that, then I start to recommend our products. Whether it's a whether it's a culture survey to take the temperature of their team, whether it's an executive retreat that we custom build a destination and everything to take the executive somewhere memorable to really work. Or we come in and we build a coaching program with, with, with my whole team that all have different specialities and we come in and we troubleshoot. There's a lot of ways we get there, but it starts with listening to the client, analyzing what the need is, finding out how much, how fast they want to grow, what the budget is, of course, and then putting together a customized program because all of our content is developed by us. So I'm not a cookie cutter that I can only teach from this menu. You can order on the menu. You can order off the menu because I've I, I've developed with my team uh, virtually all the content, which again is a regurgitation of everything I've learned over forty plus years of being, you know, in this industry. So, so typically, what are the types of transformations that you're looking for? I mean, share us a story that you're most proud of. So my my heart is transformational personal development, and I was a personal development coach for years before I added business coaching to it. Because every change begins with the reason why, not the how. And a lot of times when I go into a business and they're not moving, they're not moving because they're hung up on the how do I grow? How do I get there? How do I change? How do I do all the things I need to do? And I'm like, push that aside for a minute. Why are we doing this? And so the first thing I've got to do is I've got to go in and I've got to answer the question of why. Why always leads back to the person with the vision and the team that's running it. So I love when I have the opportunity to actually do the executive coaching, CEO, owner coaching, and that's where the fun comes from. And that leads me to my story. My biggest passion that I have done numerous times now, I guess I've done it enough now that you can call it a speciality if you wish, is legacy uh, transferring. What I mean by that is Grandpa, dad want to transfer the business to the next generation. They want to maintain the culture. They want to maintain the focus. They want to maintain the vision, but they need to bring the next generation up to speed and they have to transfer the power without disrupting the team. So that's coaching the outgoing generation on how to delegate and let go. And it's coaching the incoming generation on how to find their place and utilize their skills and train. And I love when I have a company where, where I do that. And I just have, I have a company I'm working with right now. And I mean, for privacy reasons, obviously I really can't say much about sure. the company, but basically we've had the opportunity to find the place in the company for the family members to really grow and thrive and belong and own it. And man, I'll tell you what, when you put together that merger of generation to generation, nothing like it in the world. It's amazing. Well, well, you must be a better man than I am because I came from a family-owned business when we we were a sizable employer in the town we grew up in, uh, about twelve hundred employees. I was fifth generation, and uh, I was youngest of three brothers. And it, it, well, one brother didn't work out with, but we sold it quite a while ago. But I will say, I think first off, there's a massive, massive market for somebody who can help 
to bring the generations together because mm-hmm. generations are completely different. I mean, you yeah. know, we boomers look at the millennials and millennials look at, you know, was it X and Y generation? They have different values. They have different uh, worldviews, et cetera. And so if you can bring yeah. those together, it's huge. And particularly, I think, in Florida, because Florida is a small business state. But no, sure. we, uh, we, we, we sure needed you back in the day. So, <laughs> Well, and I'll tell you, because you brought it up, um, I'm actually doing a seminar next week for a company that's one of our most popular seminars. And it's how to manage and grow a multi-generational workplace. Very cool. And that's what it's really about. It's the sociology, the psychology, the wants and needs of the boomers, the Xers, the millennials, and the uh, Gen Z. And, you know, uh, it, it, so it's, they're all great people, but they all have different value systems, goals, and needs. And when you have a three to four generation company, that's yep. where a lot of disconnect can come, whether it's family or just employees. And so you, you learn how to solve that. It really, it blows retention off the map. I mean, it just goes crazy. It sure can. You sure can. Now, one of the statements you made in the research I was doing is that you really believe that anyone who's in a leadership position, they need a coach. So my question is, do you have a coach? And then also, how do you connect the right client with the right staff member that you have so that they have the right coach? So yeah, you you have to you have to live out what you teach. And I've got numerous coaches. I mean, I have coaches in business, I have coaches in uh, personal growth, and I have I even have a spiritual coach for my faith. Uh, and so I've always believed that the shortest distance between any two things is a straight line. So do we want to wander through the fog or do we want to get there faster? So for instance, when I, at age 40, I wanted to get a black belt in a martial art and I picked Taekwondo because I grew up playing soccer. And so I'm a leg guy and Taekwondo is very leg heavy martial (laughs) art. So I went and found a seventh degree grandmaster that would take me under his wing one-on-one and I dedicated myself to the art for two years and pretty much did nothing but Taekwondo. And I was able to do something that's done by very few people and almost nobody in their 40s. And that was go from white belt to black belt in one single year. And the next year went first degree black belt. And in, when I took my black belt test, I, I did every Palme, every Taeguk, from white belt to black belt, which is over a thousand movements, I made three mistakes. Oh, wow. In over a thousand movements. And I was the only person in my class that was allowed to do all three board breaks simultaneously. So everybody cool. else, they'd get in a line, break a board, get in a line, break a board. I went pop, 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 and I was done. I had a, the reason I was able to do that is I went and found the best martial artist I could find. Uh, what your splits look like today? <laughs> Not near what they did back then. <laughs> uh, the rest of the story, unfortunately, as soon as I got my black belt in that, I started studying a, 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 another martial art uh-huh. to build on top of that. Yeah. Had a really bad fall oh and lower back injury. And I went to the surgeon and he basically said, you got a choice, yeah. Tony. You want to fly aerobatics or you want to do martial arts? And I said, well, I'm doing this to be in shape for aerobatics. He said, then you're done with martial arts. And as they say, that was the end of that. Well, good. Good. Let the younger guys do it. Oh, great. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard on the bottom. For well, sure. well, let's come back to business. Business, of course, is always under assault. Mm-hmm. In a capitalist situation, you know, you have creative destruction, but in particular, it just seems that the pace of the world mm-hmm. 
is yeah. at such a rate right now. I mean, today, you, of course, we everybody knows about ChatGPT, the AI mm -hmm. software that's taken the world by storm. You had COVID, which has changed globalization. Um, you have all this disruptive stuff that is happening now in the world of business. So how do you all stay on the forefront of these changes impacting business? And then, you know, how do you kind of incorporate those into your coaching service? I spend a fair amount of time every day in research. And, and I'll tell you, I actually interviewed people from the government that were in agencies that were spelled with three letters. And, and I'll just let it go. But I mean, I talked to a lot of people in intelligence and I said, where do you go for your clean information? All every last one of them told me the same thing. Read Wall Street Journal. Now, I, I don't own <laughs> stock in the Wall Street Journal or Rupert Murdoch or anything like that. But, but I spend probably over an hour a day digging deep through the articles to identify and clarify not where it is, where it's going. In the financial world, there's a saying, once it's printed in the Wall Street Journal, it's history, not projection. But if you study, there's also a saying that if you study the past, you can predict the future. And so I spend a lot of time doing my intelligence gathering so that the clients I serve, I can give them good data on where the world's probably going because I've trained myself to really live in the visionary state and the where could this go? What could this look like? Where the majority of our world lives in the now state. They're reacting to what's going on right now. They're reacting to what's going on today. When you're reacting, you're too late. You're a firefighter. You have to proact and anticipate where it's going and anticipate what's coming. So I teach my clients how to extend their reach of proactivity so they can plan for what's possible, be ready for anything, and anticipate more and make less bad decisions, but spend more time growing their business and less time trying to put out fires in their business. Do, do you find that executives are the toughest group to coach? And I, I say this because years ago, again, when I was in this business, I was part of a strategic plan. It was a complete do over in the business. We were, we were switching to our manufacturing firm and our measurement systems and so on and so forth. And what was interesting was, and we had an outside consultant come in and it was a, we did the retreat, we spent all this money on it. And my piece was to go get up as the new training director and to talk about how the executives were going to have to manage differently. And the, the fascinating thing to me about that situation was it never dawned on them that they were going to have to change if they wanted the culture of the company change. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the, the company was going to die. I mean, if it didn't change because we were getting under assault from, you know, Japanese that were undercutting our pricing structure. And mm -hmm. again, technology was, was changing and whatnot. But do you find that executives are the most difficult really to coach or is it mid-level or how do you, how do you crack that nut? It, the answer is yes and no. Just like anybody else, if someone's ready to learn, it's easy. If someone's not willing to learn, then it's an effort and futility. So, you know, one of the things that when I'm talking to a client, the first thing I want to ask them is, are you open to change? Because growth by definition is change. So right. are you open to change? If you want to fix your problem and everything stays the same, you're not looking for a coach. You're looking for a magician. Uh, and, and, and I'm not good at magic tricks. So 
teachability is essential. But from the point of your question, I find out that businesses that are doing well have very teachable executives. And I find that across the board. I am honored again and again when someone that has an impeccable resume, an impeccable track record, has created wealth, created jobs, is changing the world, can sit down and say, share something with me I can use. Teach me something I can be better at. Challenge me. And I find that your good ones that are in healthy businesses, and how do you know if you got a good one? Is it a healthy business? And so what I do is I focus on businesses that want to go from good to great or great from phenomenal. I like machines that are working but want to play a bigger game, a higher game versus it's broken, it's broken, it's broken. Because when I go into broken businesses, what I typically find is what's broken is the management team. Who typically hires a coach? We kind of skipped over that. Is it is it again, we come back to the teachable aspect of the individual, but who typically will bring you in for you know the services that you provide? People that have a investment mentality. You have two people walking the earth. You got spenders, you got investors. So I got five minutes, it's gone. I got a dollar, it's gone. The investor mentality is I got some time, where can I use it to get a return? I got a little money, where can I invest it to get a return? People with spend mentality value experiences, stuff. Investors value ROI. They value delayed gratification to get a return on my investment. Those are my clients. People with investor mentality understand that when you bring someone in that can have that 30,000 foot view that hasn't been immersed in the minutia, they're going to see something that you're missing when you're in it every day. And they understand that, man, if I bring someone in and they give me one idea that I can use, this program's paid for. If I get two or three or four or 10, I'm making money. So an investor realizes when you bring someone like me or my team in, unless you're not willing to learn or do anything, there's almost no way to lose. I couldn't agree more with you. I have been to financial seminars and, you know, Canada, the United States and one, I've been to a lot of trainings over my career. I couldn't agree more. If there's one, even if you walk away, you, you pay thousands of dollars for the seminar or the training one. And there is one valid idea or technique or strategy that you are going willing to implement it could pay for itself 10 times over so i couldn't agree with you more mm -hmm. about that let's talk a little bit about the specific services that you offer because you do executive retreats you do coaching i even know you do you do some financial um seminars or coaching there mm -hmm. talk talk about the specific services that you provide, and then the types of clients who might reach out to you? All right. Yeah, no, great. Thank you. Uh, so we do, the one thing that we do here is everybody in our building has experience and an expertise in what they do. So in other words, they have, they have the degrees, they have the education, but they've got the real world experience to do what they do. So where a lot of coaching companies have one or two people and they're trying to be one size fits all, not that there's anything wrong with that, Mine is built more along a firm concept where I have experts in different areas and we work as a collaborative team. So for instance, you know, I do a lot of the leadership, communication skills training, scaling of business training, where my, my bride, my wife, Tammy, and CEO of our business, 
her experiences in corporate America, Walt Disney World, marketing, where she won a lot of awards for theirs. She is a guru in time management, logistics. And so a lot of people will use her because they want to make their team more effective, more efficient. And you need her because you have ADD, so she's going to crack the whip on the time management. Oh, yeah. I, 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 that's, that's why I don't teach it because, you know, I'm squirrel, you know, so it's it's so that is her focus where Mitch, Mitch has a pedigree. He, he studied at uh, the number two accounting school in the United States and has a dual degree in accounting and finance. So he's able to go in and do forensic auditing, CFO type stuff where he can really cool. go in and make sure a company's got their their numbers right, their budgets right. He can find the stuff that everybody else misses. He's very gifted at that. And so he's able to go in and do that. And so we we have different people that are experts in a very specific area. And that's what allows us to bring that collaborative team in and solve the big problem with multiple modalities. That's very cool. That's very cool. So I'm going to ask you my favorite question. Oh, okay. second favorite. It's, it's it's my first one. Of course, is what's one thing that most people don't know about Tony. But my second one is kind of toward the end here, which is I always believe that any executive or business owner that you're always changing your business mm-hmm. because you're taking it somewhere. What are you changing at your business, and where are you taking it? Man, I, I love a question like that. I want to backtrack just for a second because I sure. didn't quite finish up the last question. Oh, please. Our, our, our main product lines is one-on-one and group coaching, which uh, is an amazing program, communication and leadership seminars, and then really nice executive retreats based on budget. We pick a great destination, we create activities, and we create a, a custom uh, experience for top executives. Uh, the one thing I'm really proud of too is C-suite level coaching. I I do all the C-suite level coaching because I'm able. I, I don't have I don't have to know how to do what you do in your business. My job is to give the top people an outlet, an outlet to think, to complain, to just vent, to dream, plan. I, I, that's one of my favorite things I do. So that's some, something that we offer there. Uh, how are we growing our business? I firmly believe there's only two states of being in business and in life, growth, decay. There is no such thing as static. So if your business is not moving forward, it's sliding backward. So we always have to be on the move, on the groove. So here at Excellence Performance, uh, I pride myself on, on the fact that I don't just teach business success, I'm building successful businesses. I have six businesses that I have an ownership stake in where I am guiding and mentoring the partners that I'm working with to grow and scale their businesses in addition to us growing and scaling uh, our business. So to kind of give you an example of where we just moved from, from in, during, right before COVID, we were very, very heavy on seminars. COVID blew that apart. I mean, that went from zero to zero in a day. But when we came back, our pivot during that was working with corporations and doing more customized seminars for companies to the point now that we don't even do public seminars anymore. We now do one-offs for corporations where we can be much more lasered, much more focused to delivering the content that company needs or that group or charity needs. We work with all of them. And so that's that's an area where we've where we've really grown. What I'm most most focused about right now is almost my entire team of executives are young enough to be my kids. 
And that is on purpose because we are a legacy-minded business. And what we're changing right now is we are growing the next generation. Very cool. That's going to take over the driver's seats in this business and create great jobs, great careers, and really grow this team to the point that we've almost quadrupled the size of the employees in this building with my multiple ventures in the last two and a half years. And Man, so that's, that's great. Yeah. So that's fun. really where you're taking the business. It's just really preparing it for the next generation that's coming on then. Yep. And, and I'm doing what I'm passionate about. I love creating legacy businesses. That's what I'm doing in my house is creating legacy businesses. Talk to the business owner that's listening to this episode right now, or the CEO who's listening to this. How should they reach out to you and why should they reach out to you? Well, first, the easy part, how to reach out. You call my lovely bride of 36 years, who is also my chief operations officer. She oversees all the day-to-day here. Uh, She's going to be able to direct you into the perfect direction. And then she'll, in turn, give you to my executive assistant, uh, Crystal, who's been with us for 18 years, part of our organization, and make sure everything's taken care of. Tammy can be reached at Tammy at epcoaching.com. So it's T-A-M-M-Y at EP stands for excellence performance, epcoaching.com. Our phone number is 941 here locally, 941-527-6830. It's 941-527-6830. It's going to be one of the best conversations you've ever had. She's awesome, but she will very quickly ask the questions to ascertain how we can meet your needs and take you from where you are to where you want to go. The reason I would say hire us is, is quite frankly, when you walk in my lobby, there's a lot of awards on the wall. And one of my mentors, uh, Brian Clemmer of Clemmer Associates, Brian always taught me that results are often harsh, but they're always fair. And what I tell people is, look at our website, look at the wall, look at what other people are saying about us. And understand, we teach from been there, done that. We teach from experience, and we're doing what we're going to help you do better. We're in the game. That's what sets us apart. We're not just a coach and saying, hey, let me coach, coach, coach. I split my time coaching how to grow in businesses and growing businesses. So we're in it with you. Oh, that's great. Well, I can't think of a better place right now to uh... – Say goodbye to everybody. I feel like we could talk for another couple of hours, but Tony, it's been a pleasure having you on the Sarasota Stories podcast and always to my listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as I always say, onward and upward. Thank you again, Tony. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. Really enjoyed it. And uh, everybody have a great day. All righty. Bye-bye, everyone. Hello, dear listeners. This is Bob again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect.